While you're indulging in some reading inspired by our segment on the best new books of 2020, you might want to double your pleasure with a pint from Clementine's Creamery. Owner Tamara Keefe is doing things the right way, and discerning diners will notice the difference. We've done so well. We've, we've sold out every single day, and so our baking team is, is especially now that we're in Hanukkah and, and before, um, running them every day to make more. Josh is Andy Cohen's cousin, actually, not brother. Um, yeah, so they're making all of our challah bread for, uh, for us for this flavor, and it's super fun. The real joy of really eating ice cream the way ice cream is meant to be made. I'm Sarah Fenske, and we dig in next on St. Louis on the Air. Earlier this month, the L.A.-based comedian Mark Marin got a special delivery that had him freaking out. He posted about it December 3rd on Instagram. Here, look at this. It's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. This is from Clementine's in St. Louis. Just insane flavors in there. Challah bread pudding, gooey butter cake, Madagascar vanilla, um, salted cracker caramel, nuts. It's not what I need, really. It's not going to help me. I tried to manage it last night, but some of that is going to have to go. We're going to have to get rid of it. Now, Mark Marin is famously an ice cream lover, and he reported that he was powerless to resist Clementine's charms. There's 12 pints in there, and, um, you know, I just don't, it's not safe for me. It's not safe for my heart. It's not safe for my guts. It's not safe for my fat. It's not, there's 12 pints in there, and it's all good. (laughs) It's all good. That's from Mark Marin. Now, the joys and danger of Clementine's Creamery are hardly news to St. Louis. Since owner Tamara Keefe opened her first shop in Lafayette Square in 2015, her incredibly creamy ice cream with fascinating flavors has become a local favorite. Keefe is now well on her way to opening her fifth location, and local ice cream lovers just can't get enough. And she joins us today to give us the scoop. So, Tamara Keefe, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So, Tamara, what made you send Mark Marin 12 pints of ice cream? Are you a big fan of his work? Oh, yes, I am a big fan. Um, but, you know, he's famous. He does this ice cream shtick um, that he's kind of really well known for. And he loves ice cream. And so I thought, well, if he loves ice cream as much as I like cream, uh, love ice cream, then he's got to try Clementine's. So you just made this unsolicited delivery, and I understand you previously used this very technique on Oprah, and it worked on her, too. Is there anyone who can resist the charms of Clementine's ice cream? I don't think so. I mean, we do have the best ice cream in the country. Now, granted, I am biased. You are a little biased. Um, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, for sure. Um, but no, I think, you know, we make ice cream that's so different, unique than most people in, in the country, really. And so people who love ice cream should have the pleasure of trying clementines that really compare like, wow, this is what ice cream is supposed to taste like. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about unique, it's not just the flavors, and we're going to get to those flavors in a minute, but your ice cream tastes different because it tastes better because it is different. What makes it different? 
Well, we're one of only a handful of microcreameries in the country. And you at me think, hmm, what's a microcreamery? So think microbreweries for beer, but for ice cream. So you have to meet certain qualifications in order to be a microcreamery. Uh, like, like what, for example? So th- there are five qualifications. One, you have to be small batch, meaning a real person has to stand in front of the machine and actually make the ice cream. Mm. Number two... Everything in the ice cream has to be handcrafted. So if there's a pie, cake, or cookie, we make it, bake it, and put it in it. We salt our own caramels. We candy our own pecans. You name it, we do it. The third qualification is you have to be all-natural. We are the only all-natural ice cream maker in the state of Missouri. So there is no artificial flavorings, colors, sweeteners, fillers, emulsifiers, none of that junk stuff that the big ice cream companies put into their ice cream. We don't. Hmm. The fourth qualification is you have to have more than 16% butter fat in order to be a microcreamery. And so that's what makes the ice cream so creamy and dense, whereas most ice cream you would buy, let's say, um, in your shop uh, down the road or in the grocery store has about 10 to 12%. And all of ours ranges about 16 to 18% butter fat. So that's why it's super, super creamy uh, and decadent. Hmm. And then last but not least, um, there is a technical term, but in order to be a microcreamery, you have to have less than 30% overrun in the ice cream. So overrun is the air that is whipped into the ice cream. So most commercial ice creams are produced with 100% overrun. So when you're buying that pint of ice cream at the store, you're technically only getting a half a pint of ice cream and the rest is air because it's 100%. Well, ours is under 30%, typically 26 to 28%. That's why our pints are so heavy compared to any other pint. If you compare it, it's because we don't put all the air in the ice cream, right? That's the way ice cream used to be made, right? Lots of people, lots of companies put a lot of air into the ice cream because it gives them more volume. But you're really taking away from the consumer the real joy of really eating ice cream the way it ice cream is meant to be made. So when you're talking about this, you're talking about how heavy it is and how much butterfat is in it. I mean, it's so good. But Mark Maron's not wrong about the fact that this is going to kill him. I mean, this is like some really (laughs) decadent ice cream here. It is. And yeah, your tummy probably wouldn't feel good if you ate 12 pints. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that, right? (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. No. But it it is creamy and decadent. You don't need to eat that much right, to, to be totally satiated and satisfied. When it's really good, high-quality, super-premium ice cream, you don't need that much to be satisfied. So I want to bring it back to Mark Marin um, because he said something kind of funny about you and these 12 pints you sent him, your, your winter 2020 lineup. Uh, let's listen to what he said. Missouri woman who was a Fortune 500 woman who wanted to open an ice cream shop. That's who it is. She's got to be Jewish. You know, she's got, like, three flavors that are Jew. She's got challah bread pudding. She's got a rugla flavor. And there's um, an Israeli donut flavor. I don't even know how to pronounce that. And I heard from my, the person who hooked me up with this shit that Andy Cohen's brother, I think, makes the challah for the ice cream. That's a lot of things I don't know about. <laughs> so, Mark Marin, I mean, you got to love that guy. So, uh, first, I have to ask, are you, in fact, Jewish? I am not Jewish. Um, I, however, have lots of Jewish friends and, you know, ice cream is for everyone. Ice cream uh, is a key part of the holidays. 
And, you know, we, we've focused on, we have ice cream flavors for Christmas, so why shouldn't we have ice cream flavors for Hanukkah and some of the, the Jewish holidays? So the other thing he mentions here is that you get your challah from a Cohen. We know that Andy Cohen's family, they're all over St. Louis. This feels plausible to me. Is that where you get your challah bread? Yeah, so uh, we did a collaboration with um, Josh over at Companion Baking. And so, and uh, Josh is Andy Cohen's cousin, actually, not brother. Um, yeah, so they're making all of our challah bread for, uh, for us for this flavor, and it's super fun. So, as Mark mentioned, some of these offerings you got, these are so interesting. These are names that even Mark does not feel capable of trying to pronounce. Um, you've got a rugelach <laughs> going on there. What's the other one that he was kind of stumbling over? Sure, that was the Sisganiyot. Yeah, I'm glad you pronounced that so I didn't have to. What What is that even? <laughs> so, that is basically a um, an olive oil jelly donut ice cream. Okay, that sounds amazing. Yes. It, it's really, really good. So we make our own donuts, and we put them in there, and we make our own, like, jazzberry, uh, raspberry jam, and we swirl it with the donut bits. It's, it's super delicious. So what has the reaction been to some of these flavors, these flavors that seem in some ways Jewish-inspired, in other ways just, you know, people may not have heard of the words you're using for these things, even if they love the ingredients. Um, are people willing to try uh, these, these flavors? Yeah, you know, I, ice cream and delicious ice cream, you know, wh- whether it's called Sufganiyat or, or someone comes in and says, well, what is that? And you're like, oh, it's a jelly donut ice cream. Sold, right? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and, and the rugelach is like this beautiful apricot pastry. Um, and so when we describe it to people, um, they're like, oh, my gosh, that sounds delicious. So we've done so well. We've, we've sold out every single day. And so our baking team is, is you know, Wow, running production on these, uh, these, especially now that we're in Hanukkah and, and before, um, running them every day to make more. That's amazing. Well, look, there's one flavor on your list um, that I'm like, there's no way they're selling out of this. Now, I love drinking Fernet. It's like the perfect thing when you've had way too much to drink and you need to just kind of just have a little more alcohol as you try to sober up. That sounds so twisted as I say that, but it's definitely an acquired taste. A lot of people make fun of me for drinking this. You have ice cream where Fernet is the leading flavor. How can this even be, Tamara? Well, you know, I I love Fernet myself and I, you know, I try to get really creative and interesting with my flavors. And I sat around one night drinking for net. Um, <laughs> it's funny how that goes. <laughs> I, I was, I, right. Funny how that goes. And I was kind of hungry. And so I kind of went to my cabinet and I pulled out a bunch of nuts. And so I, I started trying it with each nut and I happened to have some black walnuts there. And I was like, wow, this is a great combination. And so it was literally through an exercise of, of drinking it and wanting to snack and, and discovering black walnuts that we came out with the Fernet and black walnut ice cream. And so are people willing to give that a try? I get that once you say jelly donut, it's like sold. I don't care what, what exotic name is on this. But when you tell people, oh, no, it's Fernet and black walnut, St. Louisans, are, are they giving that a chance? Well, not as much as the jelly donut, uh-huh. uh, honestly. <laughs> But, but people who are really into cocktails and who understand and really like that spirit um, think it's really cool, right? We're known for our really unique cocktail, our boozy ice creams, um, as it is. So, it, you know, someone who really loves, who, you know, who's a big foodie and who loves mixology and likes to drink classic cocktails, 
they're very intrigued. And so it has sold very well to it, to a smaller niche of people. Hmm. We're talking today to Tamara Keefe. She's the owner of Clementine's Creamery, which is now expanding to its fifth location here in the St. Louis area. Has a lot of uh, celebrity fans, including now Mark Marin, as well as Oprah. Her magazine um, had, had raved about it last year. Um, Tamara, you mentioned that you're selling out of so many of these flavors. How has the pandemic affected the ice cream business? Well, it was rough early on in the year, um, and as cliche as it sounds, we did pivot like everyone else. Mm-hmm. So we started doing delivery all over St. Louis, our shop managers and our employees. Um, and we went from making big buckets of ice cream, right, where somebody would come in and get a cone, to selling pints, right, because people still wanted ice cream more than more than ever during the pandemic. And, you know, it might have been their one place they could go out and do curbside pickup or would have delivery. And so our pint business, like, quadrupled. Hmm. And so we went from having, you know, 10 people working in our kitchen. We now have 20 people who work in our kitchen making ice cream and ice cream pints all day. Wow. So this is, it's harder to make the smaller pint than to do the big tubs that you use for scooping within the shops. Yes, it's it's much more labor intensive. Packaging costs more, so um, our profitability took a nosedive this year. Um, mm. You know, because the margins dr- were drastically lower. Um, but that's what you got to do to survive these days. Yeah, so that's what we're, we're doing. So that's what you're doing, and people are are going for delivery of ice cream. Yeah, delivery. I mean, we ship all ice cream all over the country. I mean. Just this month alone, in the first 14 days, I think we've shipped out over 2,000 packages of ice cream around the country already. Um, so we're, we're shipping ice cream like crazy. We're doing local deliveries. We're doing a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, in addition to all of that delivery, I mean, you have more shops than ever. You actually opened your fourth shop in the middle of the pandemic. And I was, I was very intrigued by this one because your other <laughs> ones were all in, you know, I mean, more city-type neighborhoods. Like you were in Clayton, but you were in the Demun neighborhood. That's a really walkable neighborhood. It, it feels like it's right on the edge of the city, right? So you opened up in mm-hmm. Lake St. Louis. You're now all the way out there in, in deep St. Charles County. Have they been ready for the whole Clementine's experience out there? They are dying for all of the St. Louis independent restaurants hmm. and businesses to, to, to go out there. Um, they were so warm and so welcoming. I mean, we we were kind of taking a an educated bet when we went out there and we opened in, in the pandemic. Everyone told me I was crazy. <laughs> um, and I said, you know, I, I made this commitment and we're going to do it. And if anything, we'll, we'll, we'll be ready for when the pandemic is finished, because as we all thought, you know, last you know, June, it was going to be over. Right. right? So, um, you know, we went forward and it was uh, amazing, actually. In July and August, we served over a thousand people every day out of that shop. Wow. So do you feel yeah, like for I, you, I, didn't I mean, even know that many people lived out there. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a crash course in like St. Louis as you as you run a, a shop there. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you feel like the future then for future expansion, that it's going to be more in farther flung areas outside the urban core? Well, yeah, I think I think all of St. Louis deserves our ice cream first, right? So we had considered expanding into some other cities and then COVID hit. And we said, you know, it's much easier to manage this uh, if, when they're here and they're local. And we said, you know what, Lake St. Louis changed our mind about St. Mm-hmm. Charles County and some of the 
you know, outlying uh, cities. And so we, we have plans to put 10 or 11 clementines all around the St. Louis metropolitan area. Wow. Okay, so you're really doubling mm-hmm. down on St. Louis. And, you know, the timing of this is pretty interesting. We talk a lot about fragmented government here, and everybody has their own bureaucracies. Even now with just, uh, you know, you have four shops, you're fifth on the way, you're dealing with three different counties, really, since St. Louis City is its own mm-hmm. county. Is it hard to navigate all these regulations, especially now with all this pandemic area uh, regulations? Yeah, you know, it, it, it takes work to navigate those things. But, you know, St. Louis, I love you. You know, people have, it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. Like, they've supported us. Hmm. And so the city government, everyone has gone out of their way to to help us, to guide us, you know, in, in things that I, I don't know because there's so many different counties and jurisdictions and cities and the counties. Um, people have been really great. We're so blessed um, to have the love and support that we've gotten from everyone. Um, Some things just take a little longer, but, you know, good ice cream comes to those who wait. (laughs) So what's your timeline for town and country? When are you hoping to have that shop opened? We are hoping to have that open by May. Oh, wow. You're moving fast on that, too. Yep. Well, so look, I mean, in our last minute, minute and a half here, um, this has been such a hard time for everybody in the food industry and the restaurant industry. What would you want people to know about uh, what those of you inside this industry are dealing with right now? Um, That it's really tough, right? We're, We're dealing with our employees who are scared and fearful, just like everybody else, right? They've got to wear a mask seven, eight, nine hours a day. That's mm-hmm. not fun, right? And so I, I, I think, you know, it's been a challenging year. We're all emotionally exhausted, right? Regulations are changing every day. Safety uh, is changing every day, you know, and we're kind of at the forefront always of, of doing the right thing by our employees and then by our customers and everyone else. And so, you know, I think it's just we're doing what we can to survive, Right. This year isn't about making money. It's not about making profits. It's about, at least for me and the folks I know, it's about staying open and keeping our people employed. Mm-hmm. That is key because when we come out of this, we, you know, we want to still have our employees. <laughs> and so, you know, for us, it's just working really hard every day to make sure that our employees are taken care of. And, you know, that, that goes to when, when, when you go out you know, be kind to your servers and, and give good gratuities because, you know, they, they only, you know, their living is dependent on how, how great the service is and how kind and generous people are. So I think that's what I would say. Just be, be kind and be nice to the people who serve you because they're working really hard and they're really stressed out too. Boy, Tamara, that's, that's such a sobering note, but it's a really good one. And I, I, I think I'm just going to close this interview with that because that's a great thought to leave everybody with. That and I guess if you're feeling blue and you're feeling crabby, um, you know, don't take it out on the person scooping, but go get some ice cream. It might make you feel better. So Tamara Keefe, uh, owner of Clementine's Creamery, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Have a great day. And you can find Tamara's ice cream in four shops around the metro area. That includes Lafayette Square, South City, uh, over on Mackland, uh, Clayton, as well as Lake St. Louis. And maybe by May, you can also find it in town and country.
This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.